Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one beloved page of Talmud every day. And we do love the Talmud, especially on days like today, when the Talmud talks to us about, well, have a listen. Rabbi Hanina says, A husband who is silent and does not formally nullify his wife's vow in order to annoy her, but intends to nullify it later, can nullify it even from now until 10 days later. I found the thought that the Talmud acknowledges the fact that sometimes people just want to mess with their spouses quite remarkable. And furthermore, I loved that the rabbis thought about this seriously. Well, how long do you have to actually go and nullify a vow if originally you stayed silent because you just wanted to annoy your wife. This seemed to me to require a real rabbinic authority to parse such questions of matrimonial bliss. And so I turn to my teacher in such matters, the one and only Corduroy Rav, Rabbeinu Mark Oppenheimer. Hello. 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 And so, Corduroy Rav, we sit at your feet and we study about all issues of family life. And here we are with the rabbi saying, yes, we do acknowledge sometimes you do things just to annoy your wife. Do, do you do that? It's interesting. I'm not surprised that the rabbis are making explicit what I feel like in my own marriage is implicit. That is to say, <laughs> I don't have, you know, so many of us who are not rabbinic authorities or sages or not professional seekers of the, the deeper level of wisdom, right, who are not in the the orchard looking at for the second and third and fourth levels, right, wouldn't think about this. But they do, and they call us out on it. Do I intentionally ever, you know, do something just to annoy Sid? No. However, if somebody is scrutinizing my actions and really, you know, putting the screws to me, definitely once every nine to 12 days, they could find something that I do or say. Which or, is otherwise or, inexplicable. Or refrain from saying the only explanation of which would be that he's trying to get his wife's goat somehow or or get under her skin or or annoy her. And of course, that's not a good thing, but I think it is a fairly human thing. Can I can I tell you what this makes me think of? Please do. Rebliel. I often wonder if relationships, if human relationships are the same across time and space. That is to say, we have certain modes of interacting. Let's say a kind of generalized American male intimacy mode around the poker table, such as happened at my poker game the other night, right? Now, in our case, we're pretty good friends. I think we're realer and more candid about our foibles and our vulnerabilities than around some other poker table five miles away at the same time with different guys. But nevertheless, you know, it's it's a certain mode with a lot of ribbing, a lot of teasing, a lot of nicknaming, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm wondering, is a similar mode of male interaction going on in Italy right now and in the Sudan right now and in Botswana and in Portugal, across space and culture, and similarly across time. Was there a poker game or a canasta or a whist game in the year 1230 in Granada, Spain? Well, the Talmud is basically they, one long right. poker game of dude bros exactly. hanging out, calling each other names. And what I find so interesting, and I don't think this solves it for all places and times, but it certainly solves it for third century, fourth century Iraq, right, is among the Jews anyway, yes, they were all sitting around razzing each other and saying, oh, you think you're you think you're all that? Well, and, and doing kind of one-upsmanship and talking about questions like, hey, are you ever kind of a dick to your wife? And I, I just find that, to me, what this passage does is it in some ways ratifies and certifies the rest of the Talmud because what it says is, oh, right, 
they were real people, which is something we know because they had real jobs. This one was a tanner and this one was a candler and this one was a, a you know, a glazier. And, you know, they had real jobs. They were real people. They weren't locked away in the yeshiva. But it's it's another reminder. Oh, and by the way, their marriages were real marriages with foibles and genuine interaction. And, and they called each other out on it. Now, what do you make of the 10-day grace period? Basically, the rabbi saying, <laughs> okay, well, you know, you're a dick to your wife. Now you have 10 days to sort of think about what you did. Too little, too much. So I'll only speak for my marriage. I think that would be too much. And it's largely because I have a blessedly forgiving and forgetful wife. You know, she's not someone who holds a grudge. I mean, I, I think if I behave poorly, it's nice if I apologize. But if I haven't apologized within two or three days, she has truly moved on. And there is an argument to be made that if I brought something up after 10 days, that might be a slightly hostile move. Like, wait a second, we were good. We'd all moved on. Now you're going to dredge that thing up again so that you get it off your chest. That is there a way in which an apology or an act of, of tshuva 10 days later is almost narcissistic. Like it's yeah. more about you than it is about healing the other person. 48 who hours max. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Maybe 72. But I feel like 10 days is like, people, the world has moved on. It's not about you anymore, bro. When we update the Talmud, we make sure to uh, change the time. Corduroy Rav, Rabbi Mark Oppenheimer, thank you so much for being our guest. Wishing you wider and wider whales of Corduroy. This has been Take One. If you enjoyed the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Roskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic.